nervous? A little bit, a little bit. Really? Why? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, like, honestly, for as many times as I have been on the stage, mm-hmm. I don't care how many times I get on the stage, jump in front of a camera or a microphone, I'm always just a little bit. A little bit nervous. Yeah. It's just a conversation, just us talking. Yeah. Just so happen to be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just so happen. Just so happen. <laughs> nah, you, you're doing great. Um, what I normally do, because I see the nerves in you right now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to start the interview just yet, so just talk with me a little bit. And then okay. I'll jump into it out of nowhere when I... Gotcha. Because I, I, I could literally see the nerves. I did. I can literally see it. You don't look comfortable at all. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh man! I got you. I would relax. Yeah. I should have some whiskey, but um, yes. Yo, what's your favorite brand? Honestly, um, I, I love Jack Daniels. Love Jack Daniels Honey. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Let oh, me ask yeah. you something about honey. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to mix it with A and W? No, I haven't. We call it the creamsicle. Try it. I was gonna say that sounds like a, a, a float. It is, like dude, it tastes <laughs> like it. Hey, we stumbled on it on accident. Um, uh, Walmart didn't have anything else on sale except A&W. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack Daniels Honey had just come out. Uh-huh. So everybody was buying it. We were just happy to have a bottle. It was like a little small one. And um, we mixed it with A&W for my, my uh, best friend's birthday. And it was, oh, my God. Oh, wow. We, we had to chill out because it, it tastes so good, you know. You stand up and you're like, wait a minute, blood alcohol level. Right. Exactly, because it's so, especially when, like, I I have this thing when it comes to whiskey. Like, I just drink it over ice if I'm not mm. doing it uh, neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and honey, that will, like, you don't you don't taste alcohol in it. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. like, but there's one, and I, I kind of, I got a bottle because I, I celebrated a, a, a closing. And uh, I said, I'm going to treat myself to this, this bottle of whiskey. Um, it was called Uncle, Uncle Nearest. And Uncle Nearest is actually a former slave who taught Jack Daniels the formula for his whiskey. I heard that story but didn't know he had a brand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was when it first, when I found out about it, when I first found out about it, it was hard to find. And um, I finally, I, it was, I left my closing and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get me some whiskey. Out. Right. Um, I called the ABC store. They're like, "We got four bottles left. Hold me one." Right. I'm on <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you that stuff is good, but that's one of those that that that's not gonna go quick. You know, that's mm. that's gonna it's it's hundred proof uh, oh. for one. <laughs> oh. um, You're drinking gasoline, is it? <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's one of those special occasion kind of whiskeys. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm a whole on to that for him. <laughs> yeah, you, you do a shot of that in celebration of something. Exactly. And get back to the rest of the stuff. <laughs> I, um, I, I, when when in college, all we did was drink vodka. Mm. So, you know, why keep you hype? So, yeah. <laughs> but as I got older, I'm like, look, man, I can't be in the club bouncing all around and stuff. Like, I, I would like to just sit and chill. And I was like, well, sir, you would probably like whiskey. So uh-huh. the very first whiskey I tried was on my 22nd birthday. My dad's best friend bought me a bottle of Jack. Mm. And um, now the thing about my best friend's dad, he is a man of few words, but he likes to challenge you uh-huh. if you're going to sit and drink with him. Oh. He'll, he'll talk with you. He'll pull a shot. He'll pull you a shot. <laughs> Take a shot. He'll continue talking. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he pull a shot. Pull you a shot and keep talking. And the conversation is always interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely adore talking to him, but 
by like number four, you like, woo, you know, <laughs> you over here like me, wiping your forehead off, and he, gonna, he, he looks at you, yeah, all right? And you, like, I'm good. Right, like me not being no punk, I'm like, yeah, I'm straight. Man, yeah, drink us under the table. Oh, man. Um, yeah, he put me on that. Um, I, I recently tried, uh, what is it called? Uh, Evan... Evan Williams. Yes. Evan Williams is something, it, but it to me, if I drink too much of it, I'm gonna have the worst headache the next day. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. We um we did it straight, mm-hmm. and um I I think I had maybe total I I know six six shots because we were doing double shots mm-hmm. and we I'm so three for the founder so technically six shots. Uh-huh. Um man, I just remember the next day, like. Telling my best friend, like, look, you we can't be doing this. We too old. <laughs> we had to go to work the next day and everything. It was crazy. Oh, it was, ugh. but yeah, I, I like Evans. Um, there's another one I can't think of, but it tastes like uh, a candy apple. Jim Bean. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. You're a connoisseur. That's what I'm talking about. You're a connoisseur. <laughs> different yes. ones for different occasions. You so know. I, <laughs> do you have like a bar set up or do you just have your just you your know variety? I, just a, a little bit of a variety. I don't have uh, too much at, at, at one time, to be honest with you. Like when Crown releases uh, special editions, like during the holidays, they'll do a, uh, a caramel one. Um, in the spring, they did one that I loved. It was uh, peach. About the only crown that's kind of hard for me to drink straight is crown apple. I, I have to mix it. <laughs> I knew it. I have to mix that one. But all the other mm. ones, they smooth. Now, crown black, actually, uh, that that taught me a lesson. Mm. Um, I just, I thought that it was just a smoother crown. I didn't realize that the alcohol content was a little bit higher in it. Mm. So when, in funny story, and the first time I had it, I was actually uh, about to get on stage at a poetry event, and I, <laughs> exactly, and I um, I cut up that night. <laughs> 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 I'll never drink Crown Black before going on stage now. <laughs> Man, I um, I, I I never tried Crown Black maybe because I never came across it. Mm-hmm. But at that point, like usually, I usually have just one bottle of something, and then I wait before I buy another bottle trying new stuff. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I was stuck on Paul Masson Peach. A lot of people like that, yeah. I was mixing it with um, the peach tea. Um, who does those? The, in the little orange and green label, I think it's Nestle. But, um, I think I know exactly. The same people that make the green tea in the, in the bottle. Arizona? I don't think it's Arizona. Because it's, it's not glass. It's, it's in a plastic bottle. But anyway, um, the peach tea with that was just... Oh, I bet it was. Oh my god! I, I, was, I was stuck on that for a while because it it was smooth and it wasn't too much liquor content, so you could drink a couple cups and then still be good to go after you sit for a couple minutes. But mm. yeah, that, that was my go-to for a minute. I got hung up on that. Man, but, yeah, I dig me some whiskey now. I, I do. It. <laughs> right. And uh, last night, my girl and I we went to uh, O'Dally's. Oh. And yeah. um, got the Irish trash can. Now, I had the bariatric sleeve done mm-hmm. so my stomach is that big so gotcha finished my cup it took me about an hour and a half finished my seven dollar cup mm-hmm. and we went to go to Kazula's and <laughs> I couldn't tried. walk into Kazula <laughs> I had to <laughs> we stood outside 
until I, I cleared up and everything, like sobered up and stuff. But we had a good time. Like, uh, wasn't that many people downtown, but I don't know if you go to Kazula often. Mm-hmm. It was, man, they was kicking it in there. On a Friday and Saturday night, yeah, it's, it's usually quite a few people in there. That's that's one of my favorite spots to hang out in. Man, yeah. I, I've, I've gone a couple times, and each time it's like, I'm glad I came. Yeah. And um, it was some young lady singing. I don't know who she was, mm-hmm. but she was singing Lauren Hill, Frankie Beverly and Mays, oh, uh, wow. Cameo. She was just back to back, back to back, back to back. And I was just like, God. Man. She she had the pipes. That, sound, that sounds nice. It I, does. All right, so before we get started, top five desserts, go. Ooh, um, <clears throat> top five desserts. And see, I like to bake during the holidays. Me too. Oh, and, and I'll mix uh, like special edition whiskeys uh, in with it. Okay. So um, one was uh, I use Crown Royal, the caramel one. I mix that into a um, pecan pie. Ooh. So that was one of them. Um, cheesecake. I absolutely love uh, vanilla bean cheesecake, especially uh, from the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, God. It's irresistible. Mm-hmm. Um, bread pudding. Um, oh. Red velvet cake. Yes. Red velvet cake. <laughs> and, and pound cake. And got, got to say pound okay. cake. So, yeah. Okay. 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 I, I feel that list. I feel that list. <laughs> For my number one, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you my, uh, my number one every day of the week, no matter what, chocolate cake. Oh, Always been a fan of chocolate cake. Will uh-huh. forever be an advocate of chocolate cake. <laughs> uh, number two, banana pudding. Oh, okay. Um, with the vanilla wafers and stuff. Homemade, none of that in the box-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, you need to get in there with some milk, some sugar, some flour, and get the whipping. <laughs> um, number three, I actually enjoy carrot cake now a lot. It is good. Um, I had the right person make it for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I've been hooked ever since. I love banana bread. That is good. That that's a favorite of my mom's. And yeah, yeah, man, banana bread with a scoop of ice cream. Oh my god. Oh yeah. And uh, finally, like you said, bread pudding. For the longest, I don't know what it was at like school, but my school had the breast breast the <laughs> best banana pudding. I mean, Lord, it's the best bread pudding. <laughs> of, you see, look, you think I've been drinking. Um, the best bread pudding of all time. And like, I never knew what it was officially called mm-hmm. um, because I was a kid. And I think after I grew up from the fifth grade, I never had it again. Mm. So I was trying to describe it to like cooks and stuff. Like, I don't know what it's called. Oh, man. So Right. So I'm sitting here like, it's like a pasty sticky <laughs> brown with sometimes it might have raisins or like uh pineapple in it and, <laughs> and um it's this lady uh shannon lewis mm-hmm. um i think her husband runs g's haberdashery on uh i think that's spring hill i've never been she made me two pound cakes slash not pound cakes these why am i talking about this also these two <laughs> bread puddings last year in the little pans little personal ones mm-hmm for Christmas, and she just did it just because I made a status about it. Uh-huh. Because I finally figured out what it was called, and I was like, who knows how to make bread pudding? Oh, and she man. was like, I'll do it for you. Just come pick it up. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> right, right. And she had a rum glaze over it. The, the rum I'm glaze, like, the whiskey glaze, all of oh, that stuff. Yeah, it is real good. I was like, you, you, you did this for free on a whim? Thank you. Be my friend on fake Facebook, please. Please. But on that note, thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Business Minute. I'm Sir, 
And today, I have a recurring guest, <laughs> uh, Power Lines Poetry President, uh, award-winning, oh, uh, Rosalind Spencer, a.k.a. Catharsis the Poet. Thank you for coming to my home oh, gosh. and uh, agreeing to another interview. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm I'm always humbled when somebody asks me to do something like this. Oh, so thank man. you so much. No, nah, man. As, as that admirer in the room from afar, um, always been a fan of poetry. And when I came back to Mobile, um, this is before we did our, our initial business minute, mm -hmm. um, heard you spit, Ray spit, uh, Kay, Zadora, um, Eternity. I, I heard a bunch of you guys. It was just at a random open mic. It was just my first time attending, just on a whim. Mm -hmm. And, man, I immediate fan. Oh, gosh. Immediate fan. I love you guys' cadences, and I love your varied styles. Like, each one of you bring a different style to the table with your poetry, mm -hmm. and it's personal. Mm -hmm. it, it You really show your flair mm -hmm. and uh, your personality through your work. So, um, as a fan, thank you for doing this again. Um blushing and stuff. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It might show because you're light-skinned. But... <laughs> But um, to those of you who don't know, uh, Roz and I actually performed a previous business minute, which was over the phone. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got the ability to start doing video interviews, I would like to reconnect with everyone who's done a, an audio interview just to show my appreciation mm -hmm. and really do a video interview. Kind of update to see where everything's going. And that's where we got this idea today. Also, uh, a few things have changed mm -hmm. since our last conversation. So we'll get into that in a minute. So... To those of you who don't know who Roz is, Roz, could you tell the people what it is that you do? Um, I do a, a lot of the, <laughs> a little bit of everything. I like to say, um, professionally, I am a. Uh, I'm now one of the things that's changed. I am a full-time real estate agent. Hey. Um, I work for uh, Remax Realty Professionals, and I gotta say, I love what I do. Absolutely. Um, and and forgive me for going off on this tangent, but. It's like when when you can help somebody find mm. the home that they want, and that day you get to hand them the keys and know that you were the person that helped them do it. It is a beautiful feeling. It mm. is so. I gotta say, like I, I I do love what I do, absolutely, uh, professionally. Um, and I and I guess I don't know if I should call it semi-professionally, but I feel like I'm a little bit of a professional with it. I think so. Uh, when, <laughs> when it when it comes to uh, to, to poetry, I um, I am a performing uh, poet. Uh, with Power Lines Poetry, uh, we've been together now. We just celebrated our seven-year anniversary. Hey. So, uh, so yeah, that's and that's a beautiful feeling too. It's just like, you know, when you, it especially because of how all of us met, mm -hmm. and to to have this come together and to stay together for for seven years. And and when when I look back on some of the things that we've done, because every now and then, you know, I'll go back through the page, especially if I'm looking for ideas for new flyers and stuff like that. And I'm like, gosh, we've done a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it is, it is, it's a beautiful feeling. It, it is. So I, I ain't mad at it at all. So, uh, yeah, that's me. All right. <laughs> now, if you could just enlighten everyone, how long have you been doing real estate and doing poetry respectively? Um, when it came to real estate, I actually, I went to school for it. And once I got it, I actually sat on my license uh, for really? a minute. I did. I sat on it uh, for about, probably about a year before I activated it. And it's one of those things because I was working full time. Uh, okay. And, you know, we, we get so 
set, and it, it I, I know for me, um, and a lot of other people that I've, I've seen go into to business, I got so set and so comfortable in my nine to five mm. that I was I was really nervous about it. But and then I thought about it too. I'm like, you know what? I did not work this hard to get this license to not use it. Right. You know. And then I had a couple of other people tell me that one in particular, and they know who they are, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you you don't work, you know, like you work nine to five. And for myself, I, I learned better in a classroom. So I went to the night classes that started at five thirty, didn't end till nine. So it was like on Tuesday and Thursdays, like I was just spent, you know. And it's like when when you've been out of school for a long time, I ain't gonna tell me age, but uh, <laughs> when you've been out of school for a long time, it is it's hard to get back into that that mm-hmm. rhythm of of studying and taking exams and stuff like that but all of that came into play you know and I was like yeah okay let's let's go on and do this so uh the long I'm sorry I went the, the long way of answering your question but um I think I was I think I was officially licensed at the end of 2016 um and toward the end of what was it the middle it was either the middle or the end of 2017 when i activated it and then with that i was kind of just dipping my toe in mm-hmm. and only doing it on uh on uh, a weekend so i kind of took my time with that so ever since then um and i think after about after about six months of of doing it part-time i say you know what let's just Let's just go all the way in, you know, I mean, to it, but it was, I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was scary because to go from receiving a salary every two weeks, you know, to now depending on commission and knowing that what it is, is basically you shape what it is that, that you, you do, you know I mean? And sometimes that means, you know, seven day, seven day weeks, uh, 10 to 12 hour days and stuff like that. But in the end, it's, it's, it's worth it. It, it, it is worth it. So, um, so I don't know if I answered your question uh, correctly, but um, but yeah, that's that's what I do uh, professionally and how long I've been uh, an agent. Um, when it comes to poetry, I actually I like to I like to say that I got started with poetry probably in '05, and my start with that is that uh, the way it started is I was asked to be a part of a production of the Vagina Monologues at South Alabama. And uh, <laughs> it was, it kind of sparked something in me okay. because I'd, I'd always written um, little poems and short stories that I had never dreamed of, of sharing on stage. But when I did that, I was like, I'm nervous, but this is kind of cool, you know? And, um, and, and I first did that in, 05. And then they brought me back for a second production of it um, in 06 at, at South Alabama. And it just so happened what they did was they turned it into like a, they turned the event into a whole weekend. They had it wow. once at South Alabama in the, in the uh, Performing Arts Center. And then they had one in, it's not Bayman, I think it was Foley. I think it okay. was Foley that they had it in. But, um, and then that next day after that, they had a, uh, a poetry reading related to it at Satori Coffee House. And so by then <laughs> I had I had written my first uh heartbreak poem. And mm, uh, <laughs> those are the best. Oh yeah. And uh I decided I was gonna perform it there. And uh I thank God there was a uh, a stand 
because my hands were shaking so bad that mm. I didn't want to I didn't want to hold the paper and uh you could hear the trembling in my voice I mean it was it was something else but by the time I was I was done like everybody was like wow that was kind of cool you should do it again so I kind of went with that like it was I was nervous but I knew I wanted to do it again mm. and so um from there I met um I met Chris uh, some people know her as Ani Baraka on, on Facebook. Um, I, I met her and uh, she took me to chemistry. Mm. And because uh, I think chemistry now is O'Daly's. Yeah. And um, that's where I saw I saw Huggy, I saw Kara, I saw Eternity, I saw everybody. And I would just, I sat back and I was just like, wow. Like they are <laughs> absolutely amazing and and it just it just so happened what I did was I started semi-stalking them yeah I just I just you know wherever there was a poetry venue I followed them and uh I'd been doing poetry ever since um it just kind of just kind of fell in love again I know I went off on another team no that's if we may take a pause for the interview this is your show Okay. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about, we're gonna go down that road. Gotcha. This, this, this is this is your episode. So if if you don't have any other time to talk about you, go for it. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Um, I had a question though, mm-hmm. um, regarding that poem mm-hmm. that was uh, emotionally vested that you did about the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, was it just the nervousness of sharing that, or was it the nerves of being nervous and the actual event, kind of? Or was it split? It was a little bit of both, and and the added uh, nervousness to it. Uh, there was a third uh, component. The person that I wrote it about was sitting in the front row. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Oh gosh! Now that's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. But yeah, it was. Oh gosh, I was. Like I said, my hands were, mm. and you know, and, and it's funny, you know, I do this um, every time before I'm about to go on the stage. And if I'm standing next to Takara or Eternity, like they know me well enough to know that I'm always a little bit nervous before I go on. And I'd be like, y'all, look, 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 look at this. Calm <laughs> down, you're going to be fine. <laughs> but yeah, it was, and I guess because one, it was my first time ever really doing my work in, mm. in front of everybody. And you know, I was looking at all these these other writers and, and, and poets because, you know, to do the vagina monologues, you know, they give you a script, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you follow. You just have to put some feeling into it. But to read my own stuff, I mean, it's it is it means to be naked in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just now I it took me some years to learn that that's what makes that connection between you and the audience. Like you have to be willing to to, to do that. But, um, but yeah, like it was just, it was a lot. It was like questioning my ability, questioning the content of, of my stuff. And then the eyes that, that, that were on me because Satori is not big, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm one of those people who I actually get more nervous in front of small crowds. Yeah. Intimate. Yeah. You put Mm -hmm. me on a stage in front of a, a large venue where I can't see people's faces. I'm fine. Right. Oh, But yeah, like when when you have like so many eyes on you and you're right there, it's just like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And I and and I say that you know, and I and I want to let people know too that 
you know, I, I, I absolutely do get nervous. I do still get stage fright because the one time that I did not, because for a while I was a little bit cocky. I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was something else. But uh, yeah, I was a little bit cocky, and one night I was so cocky that I got on stage and was doing my little spiel and forgot my whole poem. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it's. I think the whole thing with nervousness is probably this mechanism for me to make sure that I stay humble enough to where right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna skip practice. I'm not right. gonna. I'm not gonna just know that I have it when I get on stage. I'm not gonna automatically feel like everybody's gonna dig this, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm I'm gonna have to work to to gain that respect from 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 the audience because audience don't owe you nothing, mm. you know. <laughs> they owe you absolutely nothing. You don't want that ass to be on stage. So That's a good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. Wow. So yeah, mm. I'm a firm believer in when I'm on stage, I am working for that crowd. So. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how I how I stay grounded. Okay, all right, no, that that'll definitely do it to you. Ooh, <laughs> all right, well, that leads me to uh, a little bit more of a personal question. Mm-hmm. The name you chose. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone has their own identity, or in some cases, your alter ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, in poetry, you chose catharsis. Mm-hmm. What does that word specifically mean to you, and why did you choose it? Well, it, it actually was funny how, how it came came about, because when I first started doing uh, poetry events, I was just Roz. The very first CD that I ever recorded, the only full-length CD that I, that I recorded is just Roz. And, I, yeah, that CD was, it's, it's something else. Like, I, I wish I could go back and redo it and, uh, re, and work on my delivery. I just, I'm like, Gosh. I like the content, but it's like I need to do this again and that again. But... Yeah, um, like I can perform it better than that. But anyway, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I, I was just Roz, you know, for, for years. But then when when Power Lines formed, um, I remember the night we were, we were all sitting. Um, uh, well, let me go back. Let me stop. Um, it was one night after we had decided to become a group. Okay. And we were having a meeting because we were working on how we were going to announce it what we were gonna do, what stage names were gonna be, and stuff like that. And um, I'm almost certain you've probably heard of uh, A Ward, Alfred Ward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, he was the one who gave me the name because mm-hmm. he said, every time I hear you perform something, it's almost like a, a release. You know, it's like you, you having to get something out. So he's like, I think you should be named Catharsis. And I was like, huh, okay. And, and it just stuck with me and it actually it actually kind of made me go a little bit deeper with the type of poetry uh, that that I wrote because I mean when I when, when when I started I had I had begun to figure out you know that I can say this and I can say that and I can get some oohs and ahs and I, I know how to you know use that shock value right but um <laughs> When, when when I finally said, okay, it, and there was an event that I went to that actually changed me a little bit. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, uh, it's called Southern Fried, and it was a uh, poetry slam contest. It's, it's uh, annual. And this year it happened, to, this particular year, it happened to be in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I was on the slam team. Uh, it was K. Marie. It was Celeste. Um, 
who else am I leaving out? <laughs> it was five of us. But um, <laughs> woo, Sorry, chalk right? it up to my old age. <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, like we went to Southern Fried, and I looked at some like it was there in New Orleans, and and it is something about New Orleans poets. Not taking anything away from from every other poet that I've seen because I have admiration for a lot of them from a lot of different areas, but it is something about New Orleans poetry and, and, and this feeling mm-hmm. and this this raw appeal of it, you know, and and now mind you, it, this, this the slam was regional, so it had like poets from all over oh, the country, man. you know, who, who were there. But I remember watching a few of them and I was just like, I mean, they would get on stage and they had the audience, you know, some some people were in tears, some were just like trying to comfort themselves. And then I'm watching these people on stage and it's like, you can tell that they're leaving everything on stage. And I said, I'm not hitting another stage until I can figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Because in, in my mind, I had not reached that that level yet. And that's not saying that I feel like I'm up, up here because I, I feel like I'm always trying to improve. But it's like I get it, and I and I understand how you. It kind of goes back to that you have to be willing to be naked in front of an audience, and they were that, you know. And I was just like, wow, I was I was amazed at that. So it it kind of ties in with the name catharsis for me because anything that I anything that I write, I want I want to have somebody be able to connect to it, you know. Um, and I think when I, the, the, excuse me, can we edit that out? But, (laughs) but, um, probably one of the first poems that I was my most open and honest and naked with was after my grandmother passed. And, Mm. um, I called the poem Providence and it took me like I, I, she passed in 2014 and it took me probably an entire year of performing that piece before I could get through it without crying. And it was because like my grandmother was, she was, she, she was her and my mom and and, and my dad, you know, they're my heroes, but it was something different about my grandma because she had, there's a a part in the poem where I say, you know, she, she got through two strokes and they didn't think she was going to be able to do it. You know, she was, she was dealing with dementia and, and COPD and she was still, you know, she had a, her, her leg amputated and she was, she would like, I literally, I remember after um, that operation when she had her leg amputated, I walked into her bedroom and she was standing up on, on, on her right leg, you know, like getting her stuff, getting dressed and all of that. Wow. And to me, it just like the night that she passed, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not my grandma, <laughs> right. you know, and I can remember I was in the hospital room with, with, with my mom and, and, and I, and, and I'm going off on a, on a, on a tangent again, but it's like when we were in that hospital room and the doctor came out and he's like, you know, you, you know, we, we, we gonna have to call it. We've been at this for about 45 minutes. Like he was real cold, mm-hmm. real flat, you know? And it's like, mind you, it was after one in the morning. So I get that you have been at work all day. I get that this is common to you, you know, but you need to understand, you know, that if you live long enough and you're going to be on the other side of that table one day. Right. So you need to understand, you know, how to, how to deal with people. Now I got my mom 
right here and you know and she's breaking down she's crying I'm trying to console her but I can remember literally wanting to come across the table at that doctor right. because of how he was so insensitive and so I took I took all of that I took all of that to everything that I was experiencing like while we were in the room like everything that I saw and heard and felt like uh, flashbacks of, of, of being with grandma when I was a kid like all of that stuff I try to take all of that and I put it into that poem to this day my mom has never heard it and I don't think she, I, I'll, I'll ever play it for because I don't think she could take it right um, but every time I have done that piece there's been somebody in the audience who said and I've been performing it since 2014 um, it's been somebody in the audience who said oh my god I went through the same thing and 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 I, I've looked out and I've seen people you know in tears and, and it's it's sometimes like when I make that poem a part of my set, it's like I always have to say, okay, I got to pick this mood back up. Right. You know, because I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bring it down as much as I did. It's like I was just trying to tell my truth, you know, but, but yeah, but that's the poem where I figured out like, okay, this is how you be honest. This is how you be open. And if you break down and cry, then so be it. Right. You know, you, you, you just got to get through it. You know, because somebody somewhere needs to, to hear that and know that they're not the only ones who, who experienced it. And I get my confirmation when I have somebody run up to me afterwards and hug me and tell mm -hmm. me I needed to hear that, you know. So, yeah, that's that's how I I, I, I got the name Catharsis. Um, and there are other poems that, that, that I've written that are, that are really personal. Um, and I've performed them. But what I notice now is that it takes me longer to write poems because I'm it because I, I'm I'm kind of searching for something like that's that's on that level, mm -hmm. you know. And and I, I think a lot of times I'm I'm my biggest critic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> I think I am, and it's I'm like okay, unless I can unless I can show you know this kind of emotion in it or that kind of emotion. I, I I need to go back and work on it, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. I have poems that are like fun pieces. Uh, one thing about our, our our group is that you know we we like to have fun with the crowd. So mm -hmm. I never want to do you know stuff that's gonna keep you down here all the time, you know. So I'm I'm always gonna try to have fun when I'm on stage. But at the same time, it's like okay, I understand now. I gotta I gotta step my game up in certain areas every time I write a piece. So. That's what I try to do. Okay. Does it, <laughs> do you think it teaches you a sort of versatility? It does. It does because um, I I kind of stuck to probably the 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 same the same two or three themes early on, um, but I try to uh, I try to I, I try to now expand mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, there's one that I have um, about my mom. There's one that I have about you know myself and everything that I dealt with uh, growing up. Um, there's one where, and this is uh, one of my older pieces, but still one of my favorites. I call it "Message from My Heart." It's it's where um, I compare like going through a breakup to the five stages of grief, and I try mm. to I try to uh, hit every 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 one of those. So. So yeah, I, I try to try to mix it up a little bit. Okay, all right. Now um, this current year, twenty nineteen, like I said, was a year of uh, 
a few accolades. Um, <laughs> you won uh, Best Spoken Word Artist. Oh, um, my question isn't with the actual award ceremony because you, you've been to plenty of venues. My question in this is right before they announce who won, <laughs> what went through your mind? Oh, my gosh. That... Let me tell you, that day, <laughs> that whole day, well, I... Um, because, at, you, not to cut you off, you guys performed there as well, we didn't We did. It? I thought so, we right. We did. So, there was like this sort of, it, it, it wasn't heavy, but it was it was intense. And it was it was kind of, okay, well, you know, we realized the crowd that, that we're in front of. Mm-hmm. And we were, and it's like, we, we don't... We want to go in. We want to kill it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that meant, you know, like, and everybody had, you know, their own jobs and stuff. So first, the willingness of, of everybody to still get together, like, after five, after seven, you know, and, and still rehearse into the night and still got to get up and go to work the next morning. I'm grateful that they that they wanted to, to, to do that because, you know, the, the folks would be like, no, I got to go to work. We ain't doing this, right. you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful for the people that, that I have around me. Um, so there was that, you know, and, and getting on stage and again, it goes back to the stage fright and hoping, you know, that I do, I do well with, with that. But the whole day of, of the awards, I mean, first I'll say that just to be nominated and I know that sounds cliche, Mm -mm. but, (laughs) but just to be nominated, I never pictured it. Right. I never pictured it. And, and. And then it's like the day of the ceremony, you know, like we we get there, we're early, and you know, I'm like, all right, y'all, let's let's go uh, close to the stage or wherever. Let's 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 run through the piece and da da da. I'm probably getting on everybody's nerves, but um, so I'm like, let's go rehearse the, the piece. So we walk to this area that's near the stage, and we see all of these these awards lined up. Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, I can't be in here. <laughs> I'm like, no, we got to go back out. We got to go back out. <laughs> like, nope, can't do it. And so, like, one thing, like, I, and you and I talk, like, I, I do love me some whiskey. And I mm-hmm. had access to plenty of Crown Black that night. But, and, and sometimes before I go on stage, I'm not going to lie, I will have a little bit of, of something that just kind of calm my nerves a little mm-hmm. bit. But I never want to get to the point to where I'm on stage and I'm like, uh, no, not going right. to do that. But um, but I knew, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of crown and a whole lot of water. Because it was just like, my nerves were just, my nerves were shot. They really were. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 of course, I wanted the award. But there's this this uncertainty, you know. And so I'm sitting there and the award was one of the last ones to be announced that night. And so I'm sitting there like this. The whole time, mm. and so then they bring up. Um, they say next the category for best spoken word, and so uh, a friend of mine, one row in front of me, she said, "I'm about to film your reaction." This whole time, I'm like, "Oh Jesus," <laughs> you know. So I'm like, "Okay, if if I don't win, I can't look crazy," you know. It's like I got a camera on me, you know. Um, but what went through my mind when they actually announced it and they said my name? I I almost fell out of my chair. I, I ain't gonna lie, because it was just like I could I I couldn't believe it. I, I absolutely could not believe it. I was I had never been more humbled um, by anything. It was just like this this culmination of 
you know, well, first, the people that were there with me, you know, these are people who had been with me through this whole journey, you know, whether or not, and, and I don't know that I tell them this enough, but they, they had been with me, you know, like whether it was me just seeing them on stage and being inspired by what they do, you know, here they are with me, you know? So that was, that was something uh, in and of itself. Um, but it was, it, it, to this day, it still is just like, I, I can't believe, I, it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. I, I was, of course, I was very happy to, uh, to have it, but there was a part of me that was like, yeah, I may not get this, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, because I just when I think about why I started, it was one of those things of, you know, at first it was oh, I just want to get some stuff out, you know, and mm. I always one thing I always say before I, I, I start, you know, um, I say, you know, this for me is is therapy and a pen and a pad is, is, is a little bit cheaper than a therapy session. <laughs> You know, not knocking uh, therapy sessions because I believe that psychologists and therapists are needed. I, I, I believe in that. But you know, sometimes just sit and to write stuff out. You know, it is it is it is exactly what you need. It was what I needed after my grandmother passed. You know, um, but that night, if if I had it to live over again, I absolutely I absolutely would not change a thing. Mm. at all I wouldn't change a thing like and I was <laughs> I was happy that that uh somebody filmed it uh for me because I was able to show uh my parents and because uh, they couldn't make it out that night I was able to show them you know and yeah like it was something it was something I to this day I still can't believe it so so yeah <laughs> all right well now transitioning to my next question mm-hmm. Obviously, Powerline's poetry, seven-year anniversary, incredible, mm-hmm. uh, especially with this past year. Like I said, meeting each of you has been a humbling experience within itself. So um, I can appreciate the glue that you guys have because mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. And it you can feel it when you guys are around. Like, you, all of you may not be in the same venue, but when you guys are there, there's like a... A glue within the glue. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, <laughs> I brought that up to say this: um, the name Powerline's Poetry. Mm-hmm. What made you choose that name, and what does it mean specifically to you? That actually, that name was created by Celeste. Really? Yes. <laughs> Celeste is one of the most creative people I know. Like, it's just if you ever just listen to to any of 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 her poems, it's like. Like, are you just a thesaurus? I mean, it's just like, you know, she, she's incredible. And it was it was one of those nights, like, all of us as poets, before we even uh, formed the group, like, we rarely went out to, to clubs and stuff to hang out. Like, we were always at somebody's house, you know, cooking, having a couple of drinks, you know, uh, writing sessions, things like that. You know, that's that's what we did on, on weekend nights. And so we were just kind of playing with the idea of starting a group. And um, Celeste said, Power Lines. Yeah, you should name it Power Lines. And so um, after everybody left that night, like it just kind of, it stayed right here. And I was just like, I said, I wonder if Celeste would would mind if we use that name and let's let's go ahead and do this. You know, and I talked to her, she's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, 
and it just it just formed from there. As as far as uh, what it means to to myself, and I and I don't know, you know, and that's something I don't think I've I've ever asked uh, anybody in our group. I don't think really? I've ever asked that question. I don't think I have. Um, hmm. But as far as what it it means to me, and it may sound a little corny, but um, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's a there's a tagline on our um, on our Facebook page, you know. Uh, lyrically electrifying there's power in our speech you know mm. and it's like there's like this this i want to i want us to showcase this electricity on on stage but but i also I, I want people to know you know and and this is you know my my definition of it like um i feel like there is power in our words like that in Absolutely. general there is power and and there's life and death in the in tongue, tongue, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, when 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 you when you when you spit in poetry, you're speaking life, you know. And so, I, I to me, it means understanding that power that is in your speech. Okay. So uh, so yeah, that's what it means. All and right. and I also uh, want to mention, um, you know, I again, you know, I was I was I was very happy and humbled to to get that award, but. Uh, the group uh, as a whole was also uh, presented with an award from the uh, Mobile Arts Council. Uh, this I, year. I remember that. Yeah, it, that was a fancy place, man. That was it. Was it was crazy? But we we received the uh, the award for uh, performance uh, artists right. uh, from the Arties, uh, right. the, the Mobile Arts right. Council, and it was funny because uh, they they sent an email. And they said, hey, you know, block off this date because you guys have been selected to receive this award. I was like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, and, and I was, uh, it's just, you know, amazing to have the group, you know, be be awarded like that, you know, and, uh, and to help kind of uh, celebrate that eternity. He came up with the idea of like, we wanted like some, some newer, uh, some newer necklaces, some newer mm-hmm. chains. And so he found like these, the, some ones that were gold, but on and that displayed our logo on the front, but on the back it said 2019 Artie Award winner, and it had everybody's like personalized oh, name on that's it. That's dope. And uh, we were able to present those to everybody at our uh, Code Red event um, back in June. Back in June. So uh, okay. So yeah, um, that's that's what I mean when I say I am surrounded uh, by by some amazing talent. I, I, I really am, and uh, and and I think I think it was one of those things that was meant to happen because we we mesh uh, really really well, you know, and um, yeah, I, I I thank God for it. I do, mm. <laughs> I do. I don't think like one of the things that I said on stage, um, and I meant every word of this. One of the things uh, that I said on stage when I accepted the award uh, for uh, for the PCS honors was. You know, like this. This was not me. This was us. I. I don't think that there would have been a catharsis without power lines around mm. me. You know, and I. And I absolutely do mean that. You know. Um. So yeah, like if it were not for the group, because we have this thing of you know, like we we challenge and we we push one another. I. I don't. I don't think I would have been standing there that day, with with without the the folks around me. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's sweet. That's sweet. I mean, not, not trying to, you know. I, I just didn't have another adjective ready. But no, that's 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 awesome. Um, now this next question is a little bit more personal towards you, mm-hmm. uh, because 
2019 is closing. Mm -hmm. So obviously, next year, 2020. Like, what new endeavors would you like to partake in? And this could be as far as Rosalind Spencer or as Catharsis. Like, what would you like to see in the next year? As Rosalind Spencer, I would like to see uh, my, I would I, I would like to see myself growing in or continuing to grow in in real estate. Um, there was something I had seen on on Facebook, and and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact quote, but it basically said, you know, don't give up now because a year ago you were you were wishing to be where you are now, you know, and and it was it was absolutely true, you know, and so what what I'm hoping is that you know I continue to to meet and build relationships with more people that I'm able to help more people find their dream home you know and and things of of that nature um what I'm hoping to also uh happen as well is probably toward the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 I want to be able to go back to uh real estate license in school and work on my brokerage license because oh, what shit. I <laughs> okay. what what it, eventually I do want to become a broker you know it's like I want to continue I want to continue to grow you know um I want to as 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 Rosalind and and Catharsis I never want to be comfortable I don't want to I don't want to stay in the same place like being uncomfortable is what made me go into real estate full time. Mm -hmm. Being uncomfortable was what made me uh, start writing on on a different level. So um, I'm thankful for those those uncomfortable moments. And I want to continue to grow um, as a real estate agent, um, as a poet. I want to continue to I want to continue to grow in that area. I want to I'd like to be able to write uh, poems a lot more fa a lot a lot more quickly. <laughs> um, I'd love to be able to turn them out a lot quicker. Um, but um, I want to see I want to see power lines continue to grow. I want to see us I want to see us do uh, different types of events. Uh, I, I want to continue. Our, our signature event is uh, shock therapy. Mm -hmm. um, Eternity gave us that name too. Um, and I want to continue to do that. You know, I want to see each of us. You know, in the group, I want us to each have our own release. I want to see Kara. <laughs> She's probably gonna kill me for this. Um, I want to see Kara with with a podcast. I want to see Kara yes. with <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. She has this. She has this thing, man. Like this, 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 this voice and this, this. Uh, presence yes mm -hmm. yes yep. <laughs> and it's like people are drawn to her mm -hmm. you know they, they they really she's are so warm she is she is and like she's she started you know with uh these videos that she does weekly and it's like i i sit back and and, and i look and i see how people are responding i'm like i, I want to see her do this and i want to see her do that so um but it's i i feel like it's coming i know that she's working on on a couple of things i don't want to give away too much stuff, but I want to see her. I want to see her with a podcast. I want to see time. her with another uh, CD release. I, if if you have ever heard her in 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 a studio and, and record a track, it's just like really, like <laughs> she um she she talk about me because she has this one um, Monday mornings. <laughs> she says she's tired of that piece, but um 
she recently uh re-recorded it right before she and I had a feature in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I it, I keep it on my phone and I play it like, you know, I, like I listen to most music because it's like her voice and her inflections and then the way it hit with the music that she was performing over, I was like, oh my God, you know? So yeah, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see, like, <laughs> Eternity is ridiculously talented. Man. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, the Nova King. I mean, you know, like, it's just to sit back and to to listen to his tracks like and I, I still have I got a lot of his stuff on my phone you know um, and depending on what mood I'm in is what track I'm gonna listen to you know that that day um, but <laughs> as a matter of fact one day I was I was angry and I'm driving so I'm listening to to Xanax from the evolutionary oh. CD I'm like <laughs> but um but um but but yeah like I, I want to see him continue to grow and with with our newer members like the 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 raw talent i mean it's just <laughs> you know somebody told me um when it came to delante and this person asked to to remain anonymous but she said whenever i hear him speak it's like i'm watching a man have a conversation with god mm-hmm. and um i said i can see that yeah <laughs> I, can see that. I said my gosh with with Raina, she has this, there's this one poem that she has, and I don't know the, I don't know the correct title for it, but I know she sings a part in it where it, she says, uh, she's talking about braids and she's getting her hair braided mm. by her mom. And it's like her voice, when she hits that chorus of it, I'm like, oh my God, is it, it moves me every single time. Diction Canary. If you have ever seen her, or if you have never seen her perform, the first time that you do, you're gonna be like, you're in for a treat. Like she's, she she's so full of life. She she really is. She is so full of life, and it's just it's amazing to watch it come out on stage. It it, it really is, and that oh gosh, I forgive me, you know, if I'm going on, you know, for too long. Oh, I, I just, uh, with 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 Hayes, he's he's not here in Mobile, but um, I've Shout out seen to DJ Hayes. <laughs> Got him coming up soon. Oh, cool, cool. Like I've I've seen like I've seen him grow, and I've seen him grow as as a performer. And to watch what he does, it's just like wow, you know. And and, and, and I know I've mentioned Celeste, but like Celeste just has this vocabulary that is just out of this world. Um, so when, when, I, when I think about catharsis and, and catharsis the poet, you know, it's like I can't, I can't think of that, you know, by myself or, or see me by myself. It's like I, I, see, I see all of us and, and, and we're all connected. Because again, it goes back to me saying, you know, there wouldn't be a catharsis without the without the group around me. So when I see, or when I look to when I look to the future, I see all of us, you know, growing as a group and uh, solo is as, as, as well. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, going to the next question because I I can see, I I genuinely see the happiness when you're talking about your, your is <laughs> you you light up when you're talking about them. like you're proud and you're happy for them at the same time, mm-hmm. which is a <laughs> That's much needed. I know that feeling. And and shout out to Ray Dub. Uh, shout out to Eternity, Delante. 
Um, Celeste, we're going to get up with you. Uh, <laughs> Dixie Canary, uh, DJ Hayes. I've, by the time this comes out, I've probably already recorded them because I've been on it. I've been on it. But um, thank you guys personally for allowing me to, to get each of you. Um, and you guys all are so warm. I, 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 I slide in everybody's DM and I'm like, I hope they say yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'll be glad to. I'm like, yes. So that's, that's awesome. All of you are, are warm like that. Thank you so much. All right. So my next question, um, before you do a set, mm-hmm. do you have like a ritual or like a mantra or anything that you do just to kind of warm me up besides the shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you do anything before you, you know, get started? There are times when usually be because we we well like when it comes to our own shows that mm-hmm. that we're presenting all of us are working. Um whether it's, you know, getting people seated to where they need to be, whether it's making sure everything is right on stage, you know, all of us are working and excuse me, and sometimes what I have to do is like take about 60 seconds and just kind of go off into a corner, especially if if I'm gonna perform a piece. There's a piece that Eternity and I do, and it's called Blackout. And if I know that he and I are gonna perform that piece, I need a minute to kind of go off and just kind of wrap my mind around what it is I'm about to do and what it is I'm about to present, you know, and I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a believer in you cannot rehearse too much, even if you're rehearsing up until the last second, you know, like I'm going to constantly go, go over it. it let's just until I get on stage, you know, and it's not until after I get off stage, off stage that I'm like, I can breathe, mm. you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, if we have been asked to feature, uh, someplace, um, first, you know, what we'll do like as a, as a group is decide, okay, like we'll kind of try to gauge the crowd. Okay. And and see what it is that that we want to present, and then based on that, okay, all right, now I know I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta wrap my mind around that. This is what I need to perform, and you know, again, it's like I'll find that corner for a few minutes, you know, and then I'll I'll try to you know just bring some focus. Sometimes I pray. Sometimes I just kind of sit there in, the, in 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 silence, and sometimes I'm literally like. Lord, don't let me forget my words. Don't let me trip <laughs> up. You know, don't let me knock down the microphone. I've done that before. Um, you know, just uh, just let me get through it. You know, so that would be that would be what I what what I like to do. Like right before I perform, and then I try to I try to breathe and calm that mm. down. You know, <laughs> so so yeah. All right. So this one might take a moment. It's it's an inflection question. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of course, being a poet, you like to think outside the box. So mm-hmm. I'm asking yourself to view yourself outside of yourself. Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> what would the follow? Well, excuse me. What would the leader in you, if it was to give advice to yourself, what would the leader in you tell the follower in you? Hmm. It's funny when I think of that question, I actually, I, I think of it in the opposite way. Mm, go for it. Like, what would the follower in me tell the leader in me? Okay. That's and because I'm a firm believer in you cannot lead unless you learn to follow. Uh, <laughs> you, you cannot. Um, you can have, you can have people who are placed in positions of, of leadership mm-hmm. just by, by default. Um, and, 
some because of that title alone uh they become more of of a boss than a leader and to me a boss is somebody that's doing this and telling you you need to you need to you need to you need to you know but they're not setting the example you know and it goes back to lead by example you know you have to show that you like what it is that you're asking from these people you got to be willing to to do yourself Mm -hmm. so that is the advice that i would give the leader in me is just like understand if you asking somebody to go to war for you you got to be able to sacrifice and do the same thing for them you know and it's 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 kind of, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to answer, you know, what would the leader tell the follower? The, the leader would tell the follower, you know, I would think not to be afraid to step into a leadership role, mm. not to be afraid of it. Don't, don't run from it. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things about, you know, it makes me reflect on the being uncomfortable. You know, again, don't be growth. afraid to be uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> you know, that's that's when like growth. That's that's when your growth is coming. You know, um, and understand that you you do have the ability to do it. You know, um, I would also say don't let don't let anybody shape your destiny. Don't let anybody mm-hmm. tell you. You know, well, I think that you're limited in this. I think you'd be better suited to do this. This isn't this, this. Don't ever don't ever take that. And, and it for for what you know and believe in in inside you um that would that would be probably the 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 probably the biggest the biggest thing that I would tell the follower in me is don't be afraid of it mm, don't be afraid <laughs> the enemy of uh creativity is complacency so yes i agree mm-hmm. i agree all right so that brings me to uh my one well one of my favorite questions that because like I said if if you've watched a business minute with me my questions are are pretty different but seeing that this is a special occasion I want to switch them up a little bit so this one in particular um, if you had to explain your poetry in one word what word would you choose besides catharsis that's cheating (laughs) in one word therapy Mm. therapy um because a lot of time, like a lot of times, it is it is absolutely needed. I reflect on. I go back to that that Providence piece that I wrote about my grandmother, and it actually took me six months to write that poem after she passed. But almost every day for those six months, I was steady writing stuff out. You know, it was like I was I was getting things out. You know. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I had a, a support system around me, but there are times when I think I think we as, 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 as humans just feel like, you know, nobody wants to hear this, you know, <laughs> even though you do have people around you who are, are very supportive, but we get in these, in these mindsets, no, nobody wants to hear this, so I'm about to write this out. I'm not about to bother anybody. I'm about to write this out. And so that's, that's what it means for me. Uh, therapy all right now switching gears back to power lines Mm -hmm. like i said upcoming year 2020 you know never know what it holds so where would you like to lead power lines specifically 2020 do you have any specific concrete goals that you would like to see this next year uh honestly 
I, when it comes to, when it comes to solo releases, when it comes to everyone having their 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 own their own set of uh, work, their own uh, bodies of work, um, mm-hmm. everyone possibly having their own website and their own merchandise. You know, it's like any one of the people in in power lines. I I I know could 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 do well on their own. I know they could as as a solo artist. And I want to be able to. I want I want people to be able to see you know that they um that they <laughs> that they're uh, actually they they I want them to continue to grow and I want them to continue to to spread their message and and, and their poetry as far as um, events um, I want to see us continue to build our brand with with shot therapy I want us to continue to to uh, perform at venues in this city. I want us to, to branch out and in, into others. I want to continue to grow the group. I want to, um, I want to, eh, this is going to, this is going to sound a little bit, eh, but like to this day, like it, it's, 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 it's kind of, I don't, I don't want to say weird, but it's something to sit back and think, wow, you know, we did this. Mm-hmm. And 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 look at the the legacy that is starting to build, you know. And um, I want to continue to do that. I I, I want to see it. I want to see it take on a life of its own, you know. I want to see it just continue to grow, and I want it to to grow and to work for for everybody who's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So. My last question is a repeat question from my last interview. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's because it's my favorite interview question. Because <laughs> I, like I say, like I say on every interview, I dedicate this to the person listening. Mm-hmm. Going out on your own, doing what you did seven years ago, mm-hmm. takes a lot of heart. <laughs> it's the scariest thing ever to step out into unknown territory yeah. while you're still growing at that and <laughs> to create something that you've created. I say the same thing goes for success. If you're going to pursue it, chasing it is scary. So what words of encouragement would you have today for that person who's listening to this or watching this mm-hmm. and just needs that little push? I have to go back to that poem again. Let's do it. I have to go I was back. hoping that was it. I was hoping. Because that's that's something that's that's been ingrained in me since I, I was a kid. Um my dad and, and forgive me for for repeating this, but my dad he gave me a copy of the poem "Don't Quit," mm-hmm. and I and I still to this day do not know who wrote that poem, but there is a line in it that says "Rest if you must, but don't you quit." Mm-hmm. And there are times, and there have been times, whether it was through work or whether it was through poetry, you know, through work, and like, oh gosh. I got this happening and that happening and oh my God, you know, what am I going to do and da, 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 but it's okay to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. You're not human if you don't get frustrated, you know, you're not human if you don't get tired, <laughs> you know, um, but the important thing is, you know, if you get knocked down, you know, are you going to be able to get back up? I I, mm-hmm. I say that in, in my poem about my grandmother, you know, it, the, the women in my family, I don't care how many times life knocks us down, we're going to get back up again. You know, um, 
when it when when it comes to 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 poetry, there have been times that I was writing and gotten mad and just ripped up everything because I'm frustrated with it. I don't like the way it sounds and da-da-da, and I'm I'm just through, you know. And I'm so glad that I never stuck to the whole thing of being done and being through because I I did take a hiatus for a while. I did. Um, mm-hmm. I had stopped performing for about a year, and it was. It was during that time that after we had left uh, Southern Fried, I was like, I, I hadn't figured out how to, like, no, nah, I'm not getting back on, on stage till I figure out, you know, how to, oh, okay. how to do that. But it, I, I have to go back to that poem, you know, don't, if it's something like that idea, and I, and I think I said this in the, in the uh, first uh, podcast, in the first business minute, if you came up with that idea, you got that idea in your head for a reason. You know, that, that didn't just, that, that wasn't just random, you know, and I think it's important to, to stick to that and to see it through because if you had that idea and you didn't, you didn't follow up on it or you, you gave up on it uh, too quickly, you're going to always wonder what would have happened. And I would rather, I would, I would, cause, and I've heard this on, uh, I I follow Goldcast on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram you know, and I can't remember which which actor or actress said it uh, during the speech. You know, if you if you gonna fail at something, fail big. Right. You know, continue to get up, continue to work at it. But I mean, just keep going with it. You know, uh, there's a reason why you got that dream and that vision, and it is your duty to see it through. All right. Well, Ross, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, whether it be about poetry, whether it be about real estate, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Or they just want to vent with you because I, I had had instances where people just wanted to talk one on one. How could they reach out to you? Um, probably the best way to get a hold of me is through. Uh, I, I always got my phone on me. Um, social media uh, is one way. I, um, I have my business page and the poetry page uh, attached to to Facebook and uh, Instant Messenger on on there. Um, for real estate, they can reach me through 251-732-3167. For anything concerning uh, Powerlines as a group, uh, I have everything on our um, our website, powerlinespoetry.com. And um, probably another good way to reach us uh, as well as powerlinespoets at gmail.com. So so yeah, those are gonna be uh, kind of the quickest ways to to, to get a hold of me, so yeah. You know, I heard pigeons are coming back, so (laughs) might be the new thing. No, I'm just kidding. But, Roz, I appreciate you doing this again, coming out, because I was like, I got an audio. I got to get on video. I just got to get on video. So I appreciate you, you know, coming out and doing this for me. So thank you again. I I thank you because, like I said, the the first time that that we did it, um, after you asked me to, to come back, I went back and I listened to the first podcast. And what I loved about it is that you made me document my goals. And um, I feel like I, that was something that I needed, mm. you know, because it's easy to, to set a goal and say, I'm gonna get there, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so um, it was one of those things, you, you, you made me document it. And then when I went back and listened to it and saw that I had accomplished, you know, um, a few of the things on that list, not, not everything, but a few of those, those things on the list, you know, I was just like, Wow! In just a year. <laughs> so I, so I thank you for uh, for having me both times. I, I I really enjoy it. All right. Well, hopefully we could do it again. Um, I would like to get all of you, uh, you know, for a podcast and not a business minute because that would take all day. Mm-hmm. But just a, a podcast with just 
power lines and just just let y'all just go. Just talk. We will make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely make that happen. Yeah, because I would love to be the fly on the wall. <laughs> so, again, appreciate you. And uh, if you tune in, that's it. 2020 Podcast, Power Lines Poetry. Rod Spencer, man. We're here again. And uh, y'all be blessed. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's it. Man, that was fun. I know. That was fun. You know what? <laughs> it's funny. You used that verbiage, Carl used that verbiage, and uh, oh, man. Eternity said the exact same thing. <laughs> exact same thing. Excuse me, my nose is running. Oh, you're sinuses, fine. Man. But, Look, um, my mouth is dry. I keep drinking. Man, I'm sitting here, like, my throat was tickling. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know, get it in the mic and stuff. But, um, yeah, that was that was great. That was great. Um, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure you're tired of that. Oh, but, <laughs> it's like, honestly, like, Eternity and Cara, those are those are my right and my left hand. You know, mm-hmm. um, if ever there's like an event or something that I can't get to, I feel like I can call one of them, and I have called called on them before, and it's like, y'all, can you can you do this for me? You know, right. can you can you take care of this? And they do it, and I I never gotta I ain't never gotta worry about it. You know, right. and I, and I and I believe that for everybody in in the group, but um, I've known them. I've known them for the longest. And so I feel like, you know, uh, we kind of have like this, mm-hmm. this bond, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. to hear that we use the same verbiage is, it, it is not surprising to me. It, right. I, 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 it, it would be interesting, I think, to see the three of us uh, on camera oh. together, um, because I feel like we would just kind of <laughs> off each other and sound just alike. <laughs> right, and, and going back to your point about Kara, um, Soon as Kara came in, as mm-hmm. soon as she came in, lit up my house. I uh-huh. mean, just ear to ear smile, like just ready to go, just ready to talk. And so I plugged up the mic and just just let her go. Uh huh. Just let her go. Um, man, like, because <laughs> right, right, because it's funny. Like the way things work, God make don't make mistakes mm-hmm. at all. And the way I've interacted with each one of you has been through someone else that I've also known. Mm-hmm. And Mobile is small. But mm-hmm. um, uh, met Raina through my co-host, uh, Kay Wilk. Met Kay Marie through Raina. Mm-hmm. Met you through Raina. Met Eternity at a poetry show. And then mm-hmm. went to one of his parties that he had at the Blind Mule. Oh, yeah, the mic check. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and saw him perform mm-hmm. and was like, yo, this cat's dope. <laughs> like, like, not even just from a poetry standpoint, this dude can spit. So, <laughs> and then in the interview with Kay Marie, she mentioned Kyra mm-hmm. and told a little bit about a photo session that they had done. And I'm like, I've got to meet this woman. Uh-huh. And if you, I'm, I'm still recording the audio, but just so happened to find out we was already friends on Facebook because uh, <laughs> she had started talking and then she had a hashtag butter so fly I'm mm-hmm. like where have I heard that before and then <laughs> slid in her DM like 8 in the morning and she was like yeah I'll be glad to do it and man I, I'm just glad to be I just as much as it is therapeutic for you to mm-hmm. talk about these things certain things I pick up on when you talk mm-hmm. specifically when you're talking about performing and your grandmother, I don't know if you noticed this, but you mm. close your eyes mm. and you're going back to it. And uh-huh. I noticed that. And <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy 
asking these questions that invoke that and take mm-hmm. you back there. So I think that's the coolest thing. So just as much as Ohio, if you guys get off of talking about yourself, mm-hmm. it's therapy for me to take you back to those places. Yeah. Because you, who's known, who known, who knows, you know, how your week have gone, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm just glad to evoke those feelings again, for to stoke those fires again. Makes oh, my God. Man, so, thank you so much. No, no. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would love for all of us to do like a, a group session. I, I absolutely would. So you, you just let me know when. I'll right. drop it in the group and uh, we will definitely make that happen. Alright, for sure. For sure. If you would do me a favor, mm-hmm. hit the space bar on the keyboard for me there. Okay. Yeet. Yeah.